0: Show, the Breakfast Club! Man, what the
1: hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches! I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over everything. No. Wake your punk ass up!
2: This Chris Brown. I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show.
3: Breakfast Club, bitches! Let's go!
4: This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad
5: or, or, or black. Say it with your
2: chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
5: So if you got something on your mind, let yeah. it out. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, Trav.
6: (laughs) Hey, Ying. Trav, you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. No, I'm mad at you.
2: What up, sis? Good morning. How are you? You snuck in through the back door again today, huh? Bright and early.
6: I want want
4: to let you know your your little clap back on on your page yesterday about when a guy kept accusing you of only making it because you sold your soul and you worshiping the devil, and he was like, you don't know how powerful my God is. I was like, okay, Charlemagne.
2: I mean, that's just common sense. I don't know why people put so much stock in the devil, but but whatever. Right.
4: Listen, I want to tell y'all about this. Um, I call like maybe, maybe this had to be about two, three years ago, and I told y'all about the story about the little eight-year-old boy Gabriel Fernandez. What happened with his him? Stepdad,
5: like, I'm sorry. What's the, What happened
4: with him? His um his stepdad had, it, but not even stepdad, like his mom's boyfriend. Um, had thought he was gay, so he used to like beat him. He starved him, like mm-hmm. shot him with a the gun, forced him to eat like doo doo. Mm-hmm. Trying to be and trying to, try to beat us. the gay away. Yeah, right. yeah, he basically killed him. He's dead. So, as, yeah, 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 he killed the little boy. So basically, as an update, mm. the the mom's boyfriend just got sentenced like last week to death. So I was going to go ahead and drop one of bombs that they're killing that man. There you go.
2: Drop Absolutely. one of cruise bombs for him. Absolutely. Good riddance. All righty, bro. I like I like, I like like when people like that get canceled. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the type of people you should cancel. That. All right, bro. All right. Bro.
0: Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Adam with two M's. No typo.
2: What's I'm up, bro? That. Adam with two M's. Get it off your chest. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to give
0: um, thanks and praise to God for my um, daughter Zendaya a blessing to my life yes she turned six weeks old on thursday so it's my first child and i just want to give thanks to her and her name actually means to give thanks so
6: is she named after zendaya the actress
2: um funny story i saw her on um spider-man and yeah Pretty much, I was like intrigued by her. So yeah. All right. Okay. That's, I, love, I love that name, yeah. by the way. I love I love names that start with Z. I got one of my daughter's names yeah. starts with Z. Well, enjoy it, man. She her, they her. grow
5: so fast, man. Enjoy it. Yeah.
2: Her name, her middle name is Marley. Peace and love to the world. There you go. Zendaya okay. Marley. We was just oh. talking about how everybody puts Marley on everything in order to sell stuff. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we just literally was having that conversation. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is will. Will, get it off your chest. Hey man, first of all, I love you. Yeah. Love Envy, you, too. you the
0: man. Yes, sir. Charlemagne. Yes. I got the book. Thank you. I follow you on it, on Instagram, but uh, I got something on my chest, man. Go ahead. Why you never uh, Why you never shout out how you clothing? One of the hottest merchants out here.
4: I love so how, how you, you clothing. Man,
2: I, I was well, you know how you clothing does does my merchandise. For my podcast. Yeah, we and I don't, do but, but I don't talk about my podcast on, on the Breakfast Club. You said, Yeah, we do it. No. Oh, this is from this no, my no man doubt, from how no you Oh. Yeah,
6: for sure. But you know, I don't like I don't, <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like I don't like the, I don't
2: like I don't like I don't like to mix the two. You well, know shout what? Shout him man? out
6: right well, now. But so. now you shouted him out. Well Can you. To m- drop one of clues bombs?
2: Drop one of clues bombs for how you club and they got a lot of dope stuff though, like even even outside of my merch, like you know, they got like Malcolm X stuff We ain't even
0: gotta talk about that podcast, you feel me? Yeah, the Malcolm X some of the hottest merch out here. Yeah, some of the hottest artists is Shout-out
2: to, shout to Nas. He rocking it. You yes. hear me? I love How You Clothing, man. I, I, when I wore my Malcolm X jersey on uh, Malcolm X's birthday, that was from How You Clothing. All right. Well,
5: there get it we off your chest. There's a shout-out. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast
5: Club. pick up the
4: mother-mother phone and die. It's your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed.
7: Say it
2: with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah.
5: Hello, who's this? What's up, this is Swank from 614. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yeah, what's up? I'm just calling because I'm in a good be mood because I just recently released my first feature film. It's called
8: you Volume 1 on YouTube right now. I wrote, directed, and filmed it.
2: Call what? Your phone went out. Your phone is going crazy, brother. It's called She Evil Volume 1. It's on she YouTube evil. right now. I guess this morning is the promo morning, huh? Everybody call in and get your promo on. Salute to She Evil Volume 1. What is that, a movie you said? Yes. Jesse! Hey, good morning, uh, Breakfast
5: Club. Jesse, what's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Jesse, get it off my chest. Today I am blessed. Today is my wife's birthday.
0: And all she said she wanted for her birthday was for Uncle Charlotte to wish her happy birthday.
2: What's her name? Keisha. Happy born day, Keisha. Where Keisha at? Uh, She in the bed right now, waking up. Let me ask you a question. How long y'all been together? Uh, Going on nine years now. Do you remember the first time y'all ever had sex? Yes. Do you remember the date? No. You should remember the date and add that to your anniversary repertoire, okay? Like I did. Mine mine is June 8.
9: He yeah, his, his is a little
5: cheat
2: cuz that's also Charlemagne's cousin's birthday. Doesn't so matter. I remember. I,
5: I
9: know. I know he cheat cuz
2: it's not actually he remembered the, the birthday. Exactly. You should remember that, but happy anniversary to you and the wife, man. It's a birthday, bro. Oh, birthday. It's all te-shirt. the same. Happy
6: anniversary. All, <laughs> Happy us,
2: anniversary. all we got to do is men to show up to something. All right? I know it's something of hers today.
5: Hello. Right. Who's this? Precious. Hey, Precious. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? All right. Why are you, why are you
2: calling this morning, mama? Because
10: my girl
2: then called me her ex's name a couple times. Hey. Oh, oh man. Hey, yes. shout, out to, shout out to your yes. girl's ex for having that good tongue game. No,
7: no, ever. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> well, is she doing it in the bedroom, or is it just
5: random?
7: Yes, yes, yes. yes.
5: Yes,
2: in the bedroom. Oh man, Ah, you know what that means? That means that her jaw game way better than yours. So step it up, mom. It's not funny, Charlotte. Um, Excuse me,
6: I'm off the chain. Thank you. What's her ex's name? I'm not gonna say her name. Put her on blast. You
5: may
2: be off the chain, but
5: she can't forget her ex's
2: name. What's her
5: name? No credit. What's her name? We just wanna know her name. Mama. Mama. Okay, so maybe. So what
6: does she say when she says her name by accident? Does she pretend it didn't happen? Does she apologize? (laughs) Yes, she pretends oh. it, doesn't have, it didn't happen. Oh, wow. And so I'd be like, I heard you. Oh, it's Mona.
5: Like,
2: I'm sorry, I don't know why. That's what she got, yes. it's what you're like. I'm moaning. Oh, oh, Mona. Moaning. Well, I'm, so- oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry for that, Mona. <laughs> oh, Mona. Step your jaw game
5: oh, she up she gotta
6: be like. Oh, she got to be like, I was just watching Love and Hip Hop, Mona.
2: That's crazy that your jaw game's so whack, she can't forget her ex's name, though. I'm going to be honest. It's man, not man. whack. It's not
6: whack.
2: Maybe you need some new tricks. Try a Haul's in your mouth or something. A Haul's. All right, Mama. Thank you for calling, My Mona. Goodness. Thank you. Bye-bye.
7: That sucks.
5: Yeah, that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> What's up, Sequoia? Get it off your chest.
7: Um, Good morning. Two things. I want to say DJ Enzy asked for D.U. to make the wild back. He never gave it to me, but that's okay. Whatever. People's choice. They didn't give a choice. But um, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the Brooklyn shooting, I'm, I'm in the, uh, well, I was in the Marine Corps. I just got out for a when somebody fires at us and says Charlemagne's my friend, and he gets shot, but somebody puts their weapon up, we're no longer allowed to kill that person. Why should the police be able to kill that person if they're no longer a threat? Now the shooting in Brooklyn, he was holding a weapon. I'm pretty sure there's other ways to disarm him. Like, why do they never shoot people in the legs?
2: Maybe why why, why you never... had to start the story off with me getting shot? I mean, <laughs> I, we could, you could you could have explained the situation Cause I without Charlemagne getting I shot. When you. they, they use it, for...
7: saying you know you 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 would be my friend. And you get killed and I'm they are no longer they're no longer a threat. You can't you can't kill that person.
2: I would be you sad know, if Charlamagne no got shot Shut
7: up. Fire those rounds.
2: Yeah, I can't tell cops how to do their Thank job you. But if they jumped out of this car And they didn't give a warning before they fired fired 10 rounds, I think something's a little bit wrong there Get it off your
5: chest 800 585 If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time Keep it locked, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning Morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee Charlamagne the guy, we
11: are The Breakfast Club We got a special guest in the building My guy, Neil Brennan Yeah, I got my Starbucks, everybody
6: oh so They're after back. that training, oh, they are back I will training? say
11: it took a while to get service as a white person, but really? they finally, <laughs> once they took care of all the black people, they finally got to
2: me. Oh, so they, so y'all are secondary
11: now mm-hmm. in Starbucks. I didn't realize yeah, so that. I, I couldn't use there. the bathroom. It was a nightmare. Really? Yeah. I'm did kidding. you
6: see the anti-bias training that they had to do?
11: I don't. What do you think they did? Has there been any inside? Yes, we have it right here. This yeah, we have the, yeah, the whole the, entire uh, question. Yeah, that's the question
2: is that they had to ask people.
6: Well, hold on. Pass it here. I'm going to have you answer
2: one. I don't know if Neil has any experience working with black people. Let's
11: see. (laughs) See what I can do.
6: So uh, we want you to recall when was the first time that you noticed your racial identity?
11: Oh, my. That's a great question. Um, (laughs) I guess right away, right when I came out. Like, the woman on you the womb knowing you right. I was like, it's good to be that. white.
6: <laughs>
11: <laughs> it is good to be white. Good. Uh, no, you know what's like nice? When I was a kid, though, black people were always nice to me. Like, when I, my brother worked, was like a usher in Chicago at the Chicago Stadium and like, Wrigley Field. And, like, black, the all the black dudes he worked with were all straight with me. What's the so. next question, you?
6: The first time you noticed how your race affected your beauty standards. Mm.
11: Um, well, you know, people say I look like Scottie Pippen. I see that. Um, you see it? <laughs> <laughs> you see it? I see that. I see that. I see it too. I'm I never told you that, Neil. He,
6: <laughs>
11: <laughs> I, oh, I didn't just Neil, make it up. A,
6: this is a good one for you. Oh, yeah. Neil, go. When is the first time you altered your communication style? In other words, you dialed oh, it up or down? I'm the
11: king of that. To
6: avoid playing into stereotypes.
11: When I when I'm dealing with a uh, someone a someone I know is black on the phone, it's really hard for me not to be like, "All right, bet." <laughs> <laughs> Alright, <laughs> bet. That's what's up. But the guy would be like, "Thank you, thank you very much." Okay, agreed. And then it's agreed, agreed too. So I am racist in that way. In that I try to be like ah, a little bit um, yeah. like bet. I love that See, I know racist. bet. I know what does that make this is
6: Anti bias. But is it that right. cool?
11: Like you just kind of like using the latest slang. You're, yeah. sim- you're it's
6: lit. You're assimilating. It's lit. It's
11: lit. Do you say dead ass when you walk in the street? Dead the ass, York? naked,
6: <laughs> butt ass, butthole. Do you use the N word?
11: Do I don't? I really cut down. I'll say that, if at all. I my policy is used to is do always, it in jokes. I used to do it. I did it in a joke. Now my policy is like Neil. Just black people got enough problems. Like don't add to it. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. It's not. That's it's not. like it takes so much energy, which sounds like a white privilege thing to say. Like, do you know how much energy it takes to say the N word? <laughs> Uh, but it's just not worth it was it easier to say during the Obama era because that's when you I remember you doing the jokes during that time it was easier to say it closer to a spell show in that I was just so immersed in it got all you, the time. Got you, got you. and like getting called it constantly uh so I felt like it was you know, okay it was it was all right I I did a joke about it so mm-hmm. it was like about the word and you like it was you got about to use using it, you it. Like, yes
6: so now you just don't do that joke anymore I, that or joke has been it.
11: retired mm-hmm. um uh, but I will say that I was on Ambien whenever I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah,
5: I just don't. It's just not worth it. Now let me ask you a question. Charlemagne uses a, a term that some white people don't like. Mayonnaise. He calls white people mayonnaise.
6: No one likes mayonnaise. Are you, by you offended that. by that? No. You what, even, like?
11: You, you it, I, call, I call racist bigots mayonnaise because mayonnaise is disgusting. So, so is racism and yeah. bigotry. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I know people that are like, don't like white trash. What Don't about, like saying white trash. What really? about cracker ass yeah. cracker? Cracker ass cracker is great. Is a hall of famer. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Why uh, do you think it's a hall of famer? Just because Chris said it. Because you can't. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Cracker ass cracker. Oh, you amazing. can't not say it amazing. like that. Mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. I feel like it'll have a hard time catching on. Oh, they, hate, they hate it. Listen, I can say crack ass crack a white devil on the radio, but when I say mayonnaise, they call and complain.
6: Well, yeah. But crack, <laughs> like it's the weirdest thing on, in the world. Crackers are delicious. Mayonnaise is disgusting. True. And I think it's the connotation of the mayonnaise. It's gross. Who eats mayonnaise?
11: Exactly. I don't mind mayonnaise, although I am vegan. I go with a vegan mayo, which is kind of almost whiter than mayo.
5: <laughs> All right. We got more with comedian Neil Brennan when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club.
5: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a writer for the Dave Chappelle Show and comedian Neil Brennan in the building. Charlamagne?
2: Do you think, have you been following the Drake Pusha Beef?
11: Yeah. What do you think of blackface, Neil? Here's the thing about, you can't, as a black person, it seems like you can't ever, 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 ever do blackface under any circumstances. Like, you just can't. It's like herpes. It's cooling in. It's the minstrel show. But it's going to be found out. The fact that it was on that guy's page. Did you go to the page? Yeah. 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 Yeah, And, like, it was, and it wasn't even featured. It was, like, bottom left. Like, it's another one of my photos. Drake and blackface. No big deal. But, yeah, you just can't do black. Do you think that was the most damning part of the... To me. I think the fact that he's not, it wasn't, we don't know but. it, claiming his
5: child, I think people were more upset about that. Like, damn, Drake's now he's a deadbeat dad? Like, I think people were more upset about that at
11: first.
6: But Drake can say, I'm not a deadbeat dad. I just did not put my son out there yet, but I take Mm -hmm. care of him.
11: He hasn't released the son yet. He's got a a date. He has a release date for the son. Yeah, you got to roll the (laughs) son out slow. You get the whole promo (laughs) department behind it, and then you bring the kid out. Come on, man. Kelly put a lot of pressure on people when it came to rolling out your son, man. (laughs) That's exactly right. You know it's a mean song when the nicest thing he said was "you have an illegitimate son." Yeah, like that was the nicest thing he said. Like, listen, and I was like, "That's me." Did you know anything... what? The, the son part was pretty nice. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, it's nicer than. Um...
6: Did anything offend you?
11: Nothing offended. I would like to say that last time he he dissed Drake, he mentioned me specifically on. I don't know. It was some... It was like some... It was a Chappelle Show reference and Dave having writers and mentioned me specifically. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Push it, dude? Yeah. Home Go back. Google this. Look at the tape, homie. It's Home there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he just mentioned as like a, that Drake has writers. Um, the fact that he was talking about his friend dying is a o- bit o- like... O- 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 yeesh.
6: Clutch my pearls.
11: Yeah, it was Did a bit it. like... Well, first of all, about clutch my pearls, I like that how guys are rapping like rich white women now. <laughs> where like the audacity was with Drake's on the last one, then he's like, I'm upset. Uh, he's got a song coming out called I'm Flummoxed. I'm flummoxed. Um, and and uh, Pusher rapped about uh, caviar facials. Yes, he did and uh, yeah like now he's like I don't think you're capable of love, Drake. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't think you're capable of love. I think because your father walked out on your mother when you were five I don't I've spoke to your therapist and I think you're in a lot of emotional trouble. <laughs> he did, he
2: said, uh Ch- Chappelle show, All of You Neil Brennan, Sketch Comedy, Who Is For Real Penning?"
3: See yourself as I pull up in that mirror team. Skins versus blouses, you mirror
5: prints, Chappelle show, all of your Neil Brennan's sketch comedy. Who was for real, pinning? Okay, you know Neil? what I mean? You know what I mean? Out here in the middle I'm, of
11: rap beefs. I've been, a been a out here, man. <laughs> and and you from an era where you actually saw real beefs, rap beefs. You know what's funny? If anything happens to either one of those guys, they have to make sure each other are okay now. Because if mm-hmm. anything happens to Pusher, they're he gets bringing tied in, back. yeah, they're bringing Drake in. Like first yeah, So like yeah, yeah. he should hire Push with security And like a doctor and Make sure his health is good Cause like they're They're the number one suspect For right. either The fact that Biggie And Tupac got It's like And no one got arrested Is still amazing In light of this Where you're like Well I think both of the people That killed him are dead though That's what I think Oh you think so That's what I think Okay I think the streets did What they were supposed to do Alright
2: but well, I could just be making that up. Yeah.
6: You had your own uh, show in development as well. I did. So what's going on with it's that? It's dead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn! Thanks for bringing it up. I'm sorry. I thought Thanks this for, bring out it like
11: this year Thanks for bringing it up. Thanks for
2: bringing it up, Pusher T. <laughs> <laughs> Push, Pusher Yee. <laughs> Pusher Yee. Yeesh. Well, listen, y'all go check Neil out, man. Uh, here we yeah, go. Yeah,
11: here I am. I'm coming to Chicago, June 7th. At Talia Hall, then I'm yep. Then I'm going to Milwaukee. Then I'm going to Indianapolis. Then the next week I'm going to Kansas, Kansas City. City. Then Detroit. Then I'm going to Detroit. Then I'm going to Minneapolis, uh, Chicago. I added a show because it was it's so hot. Your 7:30 show sold out. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, <laughs> 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 but it's a nine o'clock show too though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciate just as a white person, I got to say you as guys have so person. few white people on here mm-hmm. that it feels good. And, uh, and I hope, uh, I, white people, I hope that I represent it as well. Actually, the last white person who was here was Melissa McCarthy. That's a big deal. Tell them where to find you, Neil. Uh, Neil Brennan, nealbrenna com. Neil Brennan on Twitter. Neil Brennan on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are my two main forms of okay. communication. Well, it's Neil Brennan. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ
5: NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, you guys all know Monique stopped by the Breakfast Club yesterday, and we're getting it on today. So we're gonna play that for you. Special guest in the building, Miss Monique. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good
3: husband's
5: morning. on the phone
2: morning. line as well. Sydney, good morning. Sydney. Good morning. Now, good, morning uh, good morning, y'all. Now, when Monique walked in, I gave her a hug. I wanted her to know it's all love.
3: Yes, he did, my love. We
2: just here to have a conversation. That's, That's all what we're doing. Now, now, what's going on today, Miss Monique?
3: A while ago, I had to come out and I spoke in reference to Netflix mm-hmm. that we had to boy. You know, I was asking folks to stand with us as we boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. Correct. And we were fighting for equality. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that I had become donkey of the day. Yes. By mm-hmm. Leonard. And I gotta call you by your name, baby. because... Leonard. Leonard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, baby. He's getting real special, Leonard. But we're going okay, no, Leonard. It is Leonard. It is Leonard. And then I was called donkey of the day and. It really caught me off guard mm-hmm. because when I met this brother some years ago, and I met a young man that was full of humility and respect. Mm-hmm. And when I got on that elevator, he actually held the door. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yes, ma'am. And I said, oh, baby, thank you. And he was just like that. Yes, ma'am. And Miss Monique, it's a pleasure to meet you. And we had a very beautiful exchange. Mm-hmm. And I said to that brother, tell your mama that she raised you right.
2: That's and fact. he said it
3: was my mama and my grandma. Yes, ma'am. So I felt like this was, and it still is, a beautiful young brother making his way, but full of humility and respect. Till we fast forward, and I become donkey of the day. So I didn't want to have it to be hearsay. I didn't want to have anybody exchange words that I may have said to him. So my husband and I wanted to come on so we could understand how I got titled donkey of
5: the day. So why'd you give a donkey today, Charlamagne?
2: Well, I think it was due to the Uh whole Netflix situation. You know, when I heard you say that, um, you know, you wanted us to boycott because of racial and gender bias, but then you went on to, you know, mention two brothers and a woman. So I said maybe she should be more specific and say black woman gender bias, but then also just from a business aspect, I wanted to know why did you feel like, you know, you should have gotten whatever Chris Rock got, whatever Dave Chappelle got, or whatever Amy Schumer got. Because I feel like this is a what-are-you-doing-for-me-right-now type of industry. Well, she didn't say what they got. She said she should have got more than she was offered.
6: And then, Charlamagne, you brought up an old Netflix special
2: mm-hmm. as well. Well, that was later on. But mm-hmm. my, my, my point was, like, you know, this is a what-are-you-doing-for-me-right-now kind of industry. We all know Monique is a legend, but we also know that those, things, those deals that Netflix has given out are based off recent uh, stand-up shows, recent shows, recent concert, recent arenas, recent tours like that. So I just wanted to know why you felt like you deserved that much. Daddy, would you like to start or would you like for me?
9: It didn't start with the offer where the color bias and the disrespect transpired. It started from when we had our initial conversation after Monique got her reviews from the nights in which uh, Benjamin and Caitlin, who were representatives for Netflix, came out to see Monique, in which on two different nights they... Uh, saw her get a standing ovation, which subsequently gave them reviews of amazing and, and great show. So when we're in the midst of having the conversation prior to them giving the, the offer, we're in the midst, and he says, well, I want to make it very clear that, you know, people speak about Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer, and what they got. I want to just make it clear, you know, so we can manage expectations that everybody doesn't get those type of deals well when we're in the midst of that conversation the phone disconnects we never reconvene he never gets us back on and our attorney looks calls me up and we speak and we like well that was strange are we going to get back on the phone or not because anybody who does business knows that this is the key time in which to build the value of your client mm. then we came back with an offer that they allegedly had sent over that our attorney and I had never received. And then on that, it was a certain time limit in which we were supposed to respond. Well, we had passed the time limit because we never received it. When our attorney had asked them to uh, please resend the offer that they had allegedly sent, it was clear that it had never been sent in the first place. That's the second red flag. When we get on the phone to discuss the offer that they had then finally sent over, initially they didn't want to have the conversation until I expressed to them, it is very ironic that the call we had was disconnected, we never reconvened, you became evasive, you can't get on the phone, now I have to express what it's feeling like, which is gender bias, color bias and there's also an age issue that we didn't discuss that's in there as well. So those three things are what led to it in conjunction with the fact that the very items that he said did not translate for Monique, which were her resume, which she's done in terms of movies, it didn't translate, but he said those were the things that translated for Amy Schumer. So why does Amy's resume work and Monique does not? Well, and they could not explain that.
5: Well, if you're just joining us, that's Sydney, That's Monique's managing husband, if you're just joining us, so
2: you, you know the voices. Well, for, I don't think Amy Schumer is funny. That's number one. But mm-hmm. she did sell out 50 arenas around the world, including MSG and HBO wanted her as well. So she created a bidding war based on those stats. So I assume that's the reason her number was at that place. Well,
3: I want to address something because you said I assume. And then you also said, Monique is a legend. That's what you said. Absolutely. Right? And then when Robbie Prohl and Netflix also says, Monique is a legend, correct? Absolutely. And you believe that Chris Rock is a legend, as I do t- as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you would say Dave Chappelle is a legend, right? Absolutely. What makes me a different legend from Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock?
2: Well, when it comes to those, that Netflix special, the fact that I'm, Dave nope. Chappelle did 1,500 shows mm-hmm. prior to signing his Netflix deal. Chris Rock was on tour with the Total Blackout tour, selling our shows arenas mm-hmm. around the world before they did that and Netflix And they also
6: lured him away from HBO.
3: I understand what y'all are coming to the table with. When I came to the table, and I said, guys, and I said it humbly, I'm the most decorated comedian alive, and I said that humbly. Mm-hmm. And then people, some people said, oh, Monique is crazy, till it was proven. Till everybody actually saw the numbers and said, well, I guess she's right about that. And when you say this is a what have you done for me lately, the question is, how much more do I have to do, brother? Because when you do a film called Almost Christmas, and that film has a $17 million budget, but it makes $45 million. And then my sister Amy Schumer does a film called Snatched, And that film makes $45
5: million, but it
3: has a budget of $42 million. Now, what's the profit on that? I'm asking the question. Yours
2: made a a lot more profit than
9: Amy's did. Well,
3: it was actually a $25 million profit.
2: Mm -hmm. But that movie, uh, Amy did her Netflix deal before Smashville.
9: No. He said, Robbie Pross said that was what uh, made him also give it a deal because of the big movie that she had coming out. Right. And that's where we had to check.
2: Well, so. Yeah, coming out. That was the, that, so, but she did the Netflix deal before that movie came out.
3: Well, no. we actually talked to the vice president of Netflix, Leonard, Lenard. Right.
2: And so what happens
3: point- is when you're basing off of what you're assuming, and then you give me a title of donkey of the day, is your mother still alive? Yes, ma'am. And you're from what city in South Carolina? Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Monk's Corner. And if I was to call your mother or your grandmother, could they tell me stories of inequality? that they had to deal with? Absolutely. So would your mother be a donkey? No. Would your grandmother be a donkey? No. I need you to explain how you gave me the title because you're not explaining it. You're going off of what I assume. But because you're on that microphone, and when we open up these microphones, we know just how powerful our voices can be. Don't we, Angela? Yes, we do. And we know that what we say can become law. Correct, Leonard? Absolutely. So when we do that, We must then explain it to our community because we know how poisonous
5: it can be when we put things out, but we can't back it up. We just say it. All right, we have more with Monique when we come back. We got to talk more Netflix, her negotiations, and it gets more awkward with her and Charlemagne. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast
5: Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ
2: Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Monique is here. Charlemagne, I think everything you're saying about racial bias is absolutely correct, gender bias is absolutely correct. We know that the black woman is unappreciated and undervalued in a, a lot of different industries, but I think that when it comes to this Netflix situation, it's very specific. I think it's more of an individual thing than it is a collective problem. Like, can, well, you, can, if, you, can, can you
9: honestly... What can, we ask you is this. Can you say, if it's an individual problem, how come that there are no individuals of color who happen to be female comedians that have had the multiple million-dollar paydays with Netflix because what happens with the black community It's what have you done lately? But when you are a white person in this industry, it's you're only as good as your last project. Well, I, th- I, thought was, I thought it was
5: drawing power. I thought it was exactly. the, the amount of people that will watch a special. Do you, think, do you if, think this
6: is specific to comedians because I do know they've given out multi-million dollar deals to Ava DuVernay, Shonda Rhimes. So you think it's specific to the comedy industry.
3: Well, I'll let you answer it. What black female comedian got the multi-million dollar deal? But well, don't well, you Tiffany think it's coming? Haddish. I'm sure I'm sure
2: yeah. I'm sure Tiffany Haddish will be presented with something if she hasn't already. Well,
3: but we got to speak about The sisters that's done it. Mm -hmm. See, when Wanda Sykes is number 100 on Comedy Central's top comedians ever.
9: Number 70.
3: I'm sorry, Daddy, number 70 on the top Mm -hmm. 100 ever, but they offer her 250. So what do you say to that, Lenore? Well,
2: you know, I actually asked about that. I spoke to somebody at Netflix, and they, they offered that deal to Wanda Sykes before this guy that does these stand-up deals even got in the position. They offered this deal to her some years ago. Does it
3: seem strange that you always have an answer when our finish line keeps getting moved? When I say, name me one black female comedian that's got the million-dollar payday, I'm waiting to hear
6: the answer. Right, so you think it's specific to comedians because I don't I don't know on Netflix any. What, 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 but, I, what? but I can't... In sure, and history, name her.
2: Well, I would ask what, what, what black female comedian has sold out 50 arenas around the well, world. Well, what I would MSG? tell you is
6: there's
3: four beautiful black female comedians that we just got a Legends Award. Her name is Samore. Her name is Adele. Her name is Miss Laura. Her name is Monique. And when the Queens of Comedy was on tour, see, we made history. And I don't know if you've done your homework, because we were the only female group, black, white, Latin, Asian, to sell out consecutively around this country, Mm -hmm. but you'll disregard that because you'll say,
2: well, what did you do yesterday? See, you can't take it away. But if I'm doing business and I'm basing it off doing a deal with somebody who did this last year as opposed to doing it 15 years ago or 20 years ago whenever it was, wouldn't it make more sense to do it with the person who did it just a couple years ago? If you're doing business and you
3: say, what's Monique's resume? Now, you're the businessman and you're looking at that resume and everything on that resume says, number one, Everything on that resume says, sell out. Now, all of a sudden, is it going to change,
2: businessman? Yeah. At, if, I was, if, I was at, say, if I had to sign Kobe Bryant today, I'm not going to give Kobe Bryant a $100 million contract.
9: Well, th- you're right. But and his resume is th- amazing. The difference between Kobe Bryant today and Monique today is when you're 36 in the game of basketball, you don't lost your step. Come on. When you are 50 years old in the game of comedy, you're seasoned. And if she had to come, if they had to come to Netflix, to your point, because you make a very good point, and Monique had to stumble like a 40-year-old or a 38-year-old Kobe Bryant who's got a ruptured Achilles heel that you got to bounce back from, then it would make sense. But if he dropped 50 and still was dropping buckets, what would you say? Because they watched two standing ovations in two sold-out clubs. Thanks. You're
2: absolutely right, brother City. But let me ask you this: Why not put together a theater, or arena tour, and sell that out, and then come back to the table? Our table, special well, yourself. It, it
5: doesn't have to go there. see. My whole thing is is that's something else. We we're talking about the money offered, and my whole thing is, as a businessman, being a legend and all that doesn't necessarily matter. It's what's it's who the people want to see. You could be a legend and people love you but if you can't attract the people to come to the the place to see you or to come to Netflix to watch you it doesn't like you mean talk, anything you so all talking about selling out clubs versus selling he, out no arenas I'm saying, I'm saying Netflix is we, well, doesn't here would mean be anything the question, you know what I
3: mean almost christmas would you say that was a hit movie
5: definitely a hit movie
3: would you say bessie was a hit yes would you say precious 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 was a hit absolutely so the question is so monique you didn't do nothing in 2017 that was on TV that we could see So that means you're irrelevant?
5: I don't think anything is irrelevant. So what
3: happens is when someone said to me, Monique, does it become disheartening Mm
5: -hmm.
3: when it's your folks? It's understandable. I don't take offense. It's understandable, and I explain why. When I have to sit here and not defend but explain to people that look like me, Mm -hmm. well, when did I become irrelevant? If there was a movie I'll call Almost Christmas, what, in 2016? This is 2018. So now all of a sudden, oh, we don't know if people are going to show up and show out. Now, when I did a show called The Bernie and Sid Show, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know those brothers, two white brothers. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in there, Leonard, I walked in with a preconceived <laughs> notion that I was going to have to defend myself. Correct. Because one is a strong Trump supporter and the other is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking I'm going to have to walk in and defend myself with these white brothers. After five minutes of us talking, they shut their show down. And they said, Monique, we're going to call this what this is. This is nothing but racism. And we can't sit back and allow it and watch it happen. So, no, we're going to tell our listeners to boycott Netflix until they get it right. Because you are a legend. And we have to honor and respect you. Now, those are my white brothers. Mm-hmm. Then I come to my folks. And I have to be donkey of the day, which you still haven't explained, Leonard, And you're going to have to. Because when you make those type of statements about your sister... To our community. What you're saying to the community is as black women, you're devalued. And if you stand up and you make a stand and you say, we need equality and we have to say what's right and what's fair, and then a brother that looks like me from South Carolina says, you're the donkey of the day. You have to explain that to our community.
2: I've, I've explained it. I said that I think that you're using. Racial and gender bias, which are actual real issues, the struggle that the black woman is going through in many industries is a real issue, but you're using it to focus on something that you're dealing with individually.
3: Did you just see Viola Davis come out and say pay her equally? Did you just hear that? Absolutely. So when you have us saying the same thing, we're saying pay us equally, you're saying, oh, Monique, this is an isolated situation. Well, then what that says is you don't know the history of this business that you're in. And you sit behind this microphone and you try to be the guru of black culture. I'm going to need you to know the history of us before you begin to label us. And once you know the history, you know I'm not saying anything unique, brother.
2: I, I just don't understand how you can justify making $13 million in 2018 for a stand-up special.
9: When you say justify $13 million, did you get a chance to read what the offer was? I did read some of it, yes. Well, you should have read all of it. it the key is we got to read all of it. Cause what Chris Rock said a long time ago, if you want to hire something from a black person, put it in a book. This is not about comparing the definitive numbers as to what Amy got and what um, Dave and them got, because it's merit to what you just communicated. But when you ask a comedian to take a half million dollars for two years, you can't say any jokes. They don't want you to do stand-up for two years. And essentially, they want you to take a half a million dollars and lose out on $2 million of work that you would have made on the road anyway. That right there, it doesn't make sense.
5: Hi, right, we have more with Monique when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee, Charlemagne God. We are the Breakfast Club. Monique is in the building. Charlemagne, did yeah. y'all make a
3: counter?
5: He just asked, Did we make a counter offer? And that's a very
3: important question. Yeah, did you make a counter I did see
6: that they responded to the counter offer and said they won't they regretfully won't be able to do this deal. Hopefully you guys could work together in the future. And that's the point that we have to make to you, Lennard.
9: and, and <laughs> But in addition to that, my love, Go ahead, Dad. and this is in conjunction with Roland Martin and John Mary putting out a rumor that Monique was offered $3 million and then didn't have the decency as journalists to come back and say, we apologize for the misinformation. Because if you notice, Monique's keep, Monique keeps producing receipts. And as crazy as this sounds, this is a bigger picture than just netflix because what has happened was you've heard about lee daniels coming out speaking in reference to how difficult monique was and the whole nine we live in a culture in which the ladies who are going up in a room saying hashtag me too and people are saying well you know if you're going up in a room at two o'clock in the morning you know you're about to get screwed so why do you go up there and do it but what happens is they'll say to Monique, why didn't you go promote a movie for Lionsgate for free? Because you know what they'll do to you. So now you're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because the women who go up in the room, the reason why they go up in the room, they know they're going to get screwed when they go up in the room. They just don't know how bad they're going to get screwed if they don't go up in the room. What happens is... So what happened y'all made the tower
3: This is why, again, Lenard, You've got, you got to be them. careful with your words mm-hmm. because you called your sister donkey of the day, but you didn't do your research. Mm-hmm. And you pulled that poison out into our community without fully doing your research. And now as we sit here, you have to almost backtrack your words. I'm because, not backtracking well, anything. Well, when you ask a question, did you counter offer? Mm-hmm. We put all of it out there. We put the information out there. So you were so ready to do good radio that you didn't do your homework. And when you have a conversation, you know a brother named Gerald Kelly? Absolutely. Would you consider him your friend? Absolutely. See, I was on the road with Gerald Kelly two weeks ago. Yeah, he called me. And he That's said, Monique, I talked to uh, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, you know I love Monique. I wasn't doing nothing but making radio. I didn't
2: say that. <laughs> well, I then didn't tell him that. You had I did say I love Monique, though. With yeah. Gerald
3: Kelly. Because what again when you say did you counter offer? See we did and they said there was no negotiations, you take it or leave it. But well, had you done your We didn't
9: well, actually counter offer what they said in the midst of our conversation, you given us something to chew on, we're gonna come back and reflect on it. And we said and I said to them, trying to give them a out, Are you sure? Because here's the thing, we don't wanna waste your time if if it's not real. However, if it's real and we can get something done of course we would love to do business with you so y'all really didn't make a counter offer no cuz what we're saying they said it okay. was
6: non-negotiable so, okay. They, okay. now
9: go, can i uh, they can. were going to go back to reflect on what we had discussed and when they came back they said that we uh, based upon our discussion we decided not to make a counter offer in reference to what it is that you're speaking in reference to hopefully we can do business in the future and so forth, because what they were trying to emphasize to us that a half a million dollars was a strong enough number and other people that they considered equal to Monique, which they did not name, Mm -hmm. they said they've taken that number. If you notice you're having a conversation with Monique, why is it that Netflix won't have a conversation with people? Because God.
3: they can bank on people like Charlemagne. They can bank on our brothers and sisters like Charlemagne that will say, We'll fight them. 'em, we'll fight them for you. I'm not fighting you. Don't you don't have to fight.
2: I'm, just, I'm still trying to get you and Brother Sydney to justify why you think you deserve thirteen million dollars. Was there a bidding war between platforms? Well, when you say justify when there you a-
3: say when you say justify, I'm gonna put my resume on the table. That's all I'm going to have to do, is I'm going to put it on the table. When you say justify it, I'm going to lay it out on the table for you to look at it.
2: Do you do the numbers and ticket sales that Chris Rock does, that Dave Chappelle does, that Amy Schumer does?
3: If given the opportunities, why don't you answer the question? See, if given those opportunities, you're answering the question for yourself. We're not given the same opportunities, brother.
2: But if you do your homework, why can't you why can't not Why can't you and Sydney go out and book arena tours? Do they go out and
3: book their tours or do promoters book them? See, what we're going to do right now is, and what I'm not going to do with you, now you want to play a tit-for-tat. And what you're saying is a black woman's resume don't matter.
2: I'm not saying that. You're <laughs> you, saying that. You have that. to be saying that. You keep trying it. to weaponize things you, like black woman well, and racism and gender bias. Well, why would they and offer Wanda no.
3: Sykes $250,000, and she's considered one of the best?
2: Well, that was years ago, and they said that was they would never do that now. Okay. And I, okay. I literally heard this like a few weeks ago. Can you from guys, can I for a second? The same.
6: So you did talk about the situation with Lee Daniels. Yes. And you talked about people saying that, uh, now we've read some things also because you're here in our presence. I would love for you to speak on this. So there are people that say that you didn't treat people well. Yes. And that they've had issues working with you and that you're difficult. Yes. So let's address some of that because Roland Martin brought it up when you guys spoke on Twitter. Yes. And he talked about the Ebony Magazine cover shoot that you did with Chris Rock and Steve Harvey. Yes. And he said that it was a nightmare because of you. What happened at that
3: Well, what happened at that shoot was a check was thrown at one of our assistants. And you don't throw anything at anyone. And I had a problem with that. See, they won't fill you in on all that happened. So you had to let that person know that's not how you do business. And that's unacceptable. So I have no problem speaking on it. When they said I mistreated people on almost Christmas, well, we have 20 interviews because we knew that they would say something like that with the people that worked in the background professionals, the lighting guys, the camera guys, where they all said our experience with Monique was Stella." What happens is you hear the bullies speak out, but then the bullies run. Because when those videos did come out, did Roland Martin come back? When the videos did come out, just with the three little videos, you heard nothing else, did you?
6: Let's backtrack a little bit because um, with Will Packer. Yes. Okay, so Will Packer... And um, Roland Martin and, you know, a lot of people have spoken out that have dealt with you personally yes. and said these things. But I haven't really heard anybody say anything negative about Will Packer, about working with Lee Daniels. And I haven't heard them say anything negative about some of the people that they've worked with. So why is it Let me.
3: I can answer that. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. You know the guy Harvey Weinstein? Mm-hmm. And he was able to do that for how many years? Decades. And why do you think that was?
6: Well, they were working with a lot of people who felt like their career would be in jeopardy if so, they spoke out.
3: do you think this is a unique situation? Do you think that people are fearful to speak out when they're mistreated?
2: It's a difference between mistreatment and sexual assault, Monique. Like, come on, think- we, we, can't, we can't put out false equivalencies about people. I understand what you're trying to say. Hey, well, wait, wait say, a minute, But man. But there's a difference between mi- mistreatment and sexual let assault. Me, let me say this to you. Like, it's levels to mistreatment.
9: You, yeah. you, you're you're absolutely right. Yes. But mistreatment is mistreatment. And yeah, let me it, you I don't like, can't, pay, you can't paint Will
2: in the same paint. with the same
9: well, brushes let, let me say this, because based upon the information that you have, you feel comfortable with it because this is the world we live in. If you keep hearing it, it seems as if it's true. Ask David Talbert, who was the director of Almost Christmas, if Monique had to stop because Will Packer was given directions over... The director, and he's the producer. And Monique said, "Stop for a moment, please. What we're not going to do is disrespect this black director. Because if he was a white director, you as the producer would not give direction over him. And to his credit, at that moment, he seemed to have got it and was um, embarrassed by what it was that he had done. And the reason she had some a difficulty with one of the individuals who were the." Um, First AP or something uh-huh. like that, uh, she had walked into Monique's trailer while she was undressed without knocking. And I don't know if you know, but there was a letter that Steve Harvey had written a while ago in reference to how people just walk into his room. What happens is she's the type of person that doesn't allow people to get disrespected. And she's not going to have an issue with the people that are the hourly wage folks. It's typically the people who are the powerful ones. She's not having no beef with nobody. There were people that were getting their fingers pointed in their face that happened to be black women by white men on the set of pressures. And she said, I can't allow that to happen, guys. So what happens is you are forgetting that this is a country that had slavery for hundreds of years And when do we start realizing that we we are so conditioned to normalize bad treatment when white men are able to say, hey, guys, she's right. How does the black community not see it? All right, we have more with Monique when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast
5: Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne The guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Monique in the building still. Charlamagne?
2: I want to know about this, though. Have you received other offers from other screaming services? Let me say this Because doesn't that help with negotiations when you can because create a bidding Because of that black war? ball
3: being put over my head, the offers that come in from Netflix, they can come in low like that because they know. You've been blackballed. You know what the word is about you. Mm -hmm. So we assume that you're suffering. And we can offer you whatever we want to offer you. So the offers have come in even lower than that. You had a Netflix special beforehand, though, right? Well, I didn't have a Netflix special. What happened was... They took the one and put it on. The, exactly. Did? I yeah. didn't make any deal with Netflix. Well, so those shows just happened to be on there, and they've been on there for a long time. So someone would say, if this woman's not bringing in any views, why will we hold on to the content? They've been on there for a minute. So as I sit... Are they getting the views? Well, I'm assuming so. We don't get a report on that. Mm-hmm. But as I sit here again, and I sit between my sister... Who I know you deal with inequality, Angela. You in the same business I'm in. Mm -hmm. But you'll look at me and you'll say, well, I need you to explain to me. They said you was a problem here and a problem there. We all know when you don't allow bullies to take place and when you don't allow yourself to get bullied, don't you get labeled?
6: Yes. But can I just, for full disclosure... Please. There are definitely people that I know that have worked with you on the Ebony shoot. Yes. And I've heard things, well, they've told me personally, people that were in the room. Say their
3: names. And if not, like I told Lenar before, keep it on the playground.
6: Well, okay, so I saw on (laughs) Alfred Edmund Jr., who's the um, editor-in-chief of Black Enterprise Magazine. Yes. I saw that Amy Dubois Burnett, who was the editor-in-chief of Ebony at the time of that shoot, Mm -hmm. who was very excited to have you on the shoot, she left a comment because he posted something about you and, and the numbers and about your worth and how you are the most decorated comedian and she commented it was a nightmare working with her and i would never want to go through something like that again i saw that comment is still on his page now
3: i would love to sit down and talk with that sister face to face so she can tell me about the nightmare because what they won't do is they won't fill it in see they won't fill in we were being arrogant and we wanted to treat that woman as if we were doing her a favor by putting her on the cover as my husband told me years ago we don't disrespect anyone, but we over-respect no one. And I want you to look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fat black woman.
2: You're not fat what yeah. Bi- yeah. stop it.
3: Real talk. What big fat black woman has to stand, stands up and says, This is not fair, because what the feeling is with some of our sisters and brothers, Monique, you should be grateful you just got invited to the party because of the way you look. So for anyone that says they ever had a problem with me, bring them to the table. Bring them to the table and let's have a conversation. But what you'll find is, we'll speak about this woman when she can't see us. We'll make comments. But we're the type of people that say, let's have a conversation. And when you find out that they're wrong, will you then speak up loudly for me as you speak up for them?
2: I absolutely, absolutely. would. But Sister Monique and Brother you y'all, ask you a question. Let's just talk numbers. If you put your numbers up against the Amy Schumers, the Chris Rocks, the Dave Chappelle, and I'm talking about uh, selling out arenas all over the world, how can you justify getting a huge payday like that?
9: When you're saying that you're going to offer her 126 of what Amy Schumer got and you're referring to Monique as a legend, and you're seeing her performance and you see the the, uh, people standing up for her at the end of the show – have you read the reviews to the Netflix special for Amy Schumer?
2: I don't think Amy's funny. You don't got Amy got me blocked on Twitter
9: well, because well, I don't well, think well, she's funny. Point, you don't point got to
2: sell me on that. Is, this, this, is. this is the part, Daddy, and we, we got to wrap up the show. But, but Amy but this, did sell out this, 50 arenas around the world, so, including MSG, a few times. So, she had an HBO special that did great, and this was all in 2016. Here's, here's
3: what Brother Leonard is saying. Let this year another show comes and they become number one and not The Breakfast Club and then let a host come in here that's been doing it for maybe five years less than you, and then they get paid 26 times more than you, then you come back and have a conversation with us. right? all. Right. That, that's all. Because what happens is when you sit here and you say, make it make sense, well, we don't have to. Because, no, again... No, we, uh,
9: and, and it's no not, you
2: do have to make it make well, sense, especially if you're calling on people we, to boycott we, Netflix we, and you're using it, things like racism and gender sense. bias.
3: Because we're saying, here's the resumes, guys.
9: In and, conjunction with that, the only thing we're saying is, if hypothetically speaking it wasn't 13 million, Charlamagne, we're we're saying is, how come there's not, they're saying to the community that it's not one black woman that is a veteran comedian out there today that is worth a seven figure number.
2: So what would have been a respectable number for Ms. Monique? <laughs> I don't want to know. I, I, Here's the let
3: thing.
9: I'm I to answer know. it. Let me, let me give you a respectable number for. Monique something that would supersede what she would have made in two years. And Got at you. the very least, what she would have made two years to be able to take the two years off that they're contractually asking her to do to not be able to tell jokes. You would not take a deal cause they're going to give you a lump sum of cash. That's going to castrate you out of three fourths of your income. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yes. if the deal didn't so, so, include
6: the two years and didn't have that you couldn't tell jokes... If I would have taken a deal
3: for $500,000, Angela, mm-hmm. what position would that have put of the babies that's coming after me? No, but the deal
5: is foul. The deal is absolutely positively foul. Nobody says the deal is right, but, you know... And, Sydney, and you're a businessman. Monique, you're a businesswoman, right? The, de- the deal is foul. I mean, let's be clear. And but, that's why you, re- that's but, why you but, counter-offer. But based you on everything that else. they're hearing and based on what they know, they know... Monique's reputation as far as what people are rumored to say, right? I don't even know if that matters. Yeah, it does matter. They know that other networks up, are not necessarily giving her the money or giving her less. They know, know. what it is. So why would I give, as a business person, Simple. her an obscene number when I know she can't get it anywhere else? It, it's foul, but it's business. But if you're
3: saying, Monique, it is foul, it and is you foul. are right, so if we know it's right, and we know it's foul, then what do we do? We do it on our own. That's just like talking to Steve Harvey. And Brother Steve Harvey says, Mo, I know you're right. And I know you're not lying. But could you have done it another way? No, you don't have to do it another way. What's the suggestion? What's the other way? I I, I, I don't want you to do it any other way. We do do it on on our own, but we still got
9: to speak up.
3: Like you say, Angela, well, just go somewhere else. Do you know how long we've been going somewhere
9: else? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, and we, we have to. We have yes. to, and that's not an issue. But what we're saying is this. Just so people are aware, this is what they're doing over here, and mm-hmm. we want it to be known because, as Wanda Sykes O'Conly said, she essentially suffered in silence. She was hurt by it, but she went somewhere else. And the offer that they gave her was less than half. And it doesn't matter about that was way before they got what they got because she was even hotter then. She mm-hmm. came up under the wing of Chris Rock. Her audience and Chris Rock are very, very similar. She's very unique in the industry in that she caters to a white audience. Now, over time, Monique has a, ver- a multitude of people in her in her crowd. However, we know the people that focus are people of color in terms of her crowd from a standpoint of the comedy world.
2: I think the problem started with you coming out comparing yourself to Chris Rock. Dave Chappelle and why and, sh- and, and, and she, she? Well, here's the I
9: thing. I think
2: because 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 there's no way that you can justify getting that amount of money that they got. Now, should you have gotten more than five hundred thousand? Yes, and I've said that from okay. day one. Well, here's what I'll say, brother. No, that's not what and, y'all were saying. Know, what y'all were saying was y'all should have got the same amount you know that what? Chris Rock, Chappelle, and Amy Schumer got. me let me, that let is me answer not what that. We said.
3: Let me answer that, Daddy. What I said was, if I'm considered a legend like my brothers, then why wouldn't I get what legends get? Because of that my is exactly
2: what. I said because their resume recently is okay. better. You can just so prove it on we're, paper.
3: We're gonna listen, Leonard. We're gonna let you hold on to that.
2: you has to go to. But okay. what
3: I will say to you is, and to all the black women and women of color that is listening, when you hear this brother's voice come over the air, and I'm unapologetic about what I'm getting ready to say, he does not have a value on black women and women of color. How can you say, I'm why, why te- you say that? But you said 10 t- years ago, I'm I tell you, you, I held
2: the door for I'm you. I'm going to tell you Don't why. you think that's
3: contradictory? I'm, I'm going to tell you why I said it. Because what happens is when you leave a place called Monk. Monk's right? Corner. Monk's Corner, yes. South Carolina, and you come to a big city named New York, and then you change your name to Shalaman I the God. I was in Monk's Corner, Miss Monique. Well, when you were there, you become Shalaman the God. Now, I don't know if you took the same principles that your mama and your grandmama gave you in Monk's Corner and you brought it to Manhattan, New York. Because the brother I did meet on that elevator, I meant a brother that was full of principle. And I meant a brother who would not call a a sister a donkey of a day. Donkey of a day is a segment that happens every day. Unless he knew all the information and he could back up his statements. But as we sit here and we did this interview, you begin to ask questions that you should have asked. Before you make the statement. So what I'm I have is... I'm you the is, questions,
2: but y'all really don't have any answers. What y'all I have still have is, not justified why you feel like you should have gotten that money. And y'all backtracked is, and said you don't think she should have got that. We're not backtracking. No, Cindy we're said not said saying it. that. We're not Cindy saying it. that. Not just just that,
3: that and here's the thing, Daddy. And neither one of y'all There will be the some page. brothers and sisters that get it the way that they get it. And we get it the way that we get it. And it's not an argument. I respect your decision. I respect... Your opinion no because you're entitled to it. However, as we are entitled to ours. So what I am saying that the devalue you place on black women and you say, how can I say that? Because out of your mouth, you're saying there is no black female comedian that is worth that money. No, There's I not did not one say of that. I said there. there hasn't been. I think well, Tiffany Haddis is you absolutely you say there on, hasn't been, absolutely do down, if I go down the list of black female comedians and the work that those sisters have put in through the years mm-hmm. that opened up doors so that people like you could sit where you sit. Her name is Marsha Warfield. Her name is Deva Dahl. Her name is Moms mm-hmm. Mabel, which she's no longer with us. The, the list goes on and on and on, which we've never got out gotten Miss Monique, it's the truth. I New
6: York. Monique, wrapping it up, what are you going to do moving forward as far as with this special?
3: We're going to keep on pushing. See, the special's going to happen, baby. Right, so That's going to happen. Okay. And we're going to let y'all see it. But what we're going to do with this situation right now called the fight for inequality, we're going to keep standing. And we're going to hope that sisters like you would stand with us to say, when it's inequality, we must speak up and we must speak loudly
5: because your daughters are coming. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Miss Monique, singing. for we appreciate you, Miss Monique. When we come back, we have Donkey of the Day, so don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: Charlemagne, say the gang,
5: Donkey You
2: are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Uh, yes,
11: Yes,
2: <laughs> a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? All right, listen, man, Charlemagne the God here. I'm on vacation. I don't give a damn what y'all think about that because I deserve it. Now, the Breakfast Club is in 80-plus markets in 150 countries, so we have a lot of new listeners who probably don't even know who Charlemagne the God is, so use my time off to catch up on some of my past work, okay? Okay, if you knew New here, I do a segment every day called Donkey of the Day, donkey as in jackass, and that's when I give someone the credit they deserve for being stupid. So if you never heard of it, this is new to you, but if you are a regular listener, then this is an oldie but goodie because it's the best of the donkey of the day. Donkey of the Day goes the comedian Cat Williams. Now, if you missed it, Cat Williams was a guest on Frank Ski and Wanda's morning show. Drop on the Clues Bomb for Frank Ski and Wanda. Frank Ski has always been good to the Breakfast Club, always showed us love. Salute mm-hmm. to that man. Uh, I respect everything he does in business and in the game of radio. The reason I can respect that, man, is because unlike Cat Williams, I am not a bit-ass hater. See, that's all Cat mm-hmm. Williams was doing on Frank Ski and Wanda's show, hating with a side of lying. Matter of fact, that wasn't a side of lion. Cat Williams served us two entrees during that interview. One was a main course of fresh chicken pot lie. The other was stir-fried hating. Okay, what dish would you like to revisit first? Uh, let's start with the chicken pot lie, okay? This is Cat Williams on Frank Ski and Wanda running down some of his resume. Let's hear it. I do have more comedy
12: specials than any comedian breathing or dead. That's only seven more than Richard Pryor. Six more than Martin Lawrence and six more than uh, Chris Rock. Five more than Dave Chappelle. Those are just facts, sir. I have the top two comedy specials on Showtime, HBO, Comedy Central. And we just moved to Netflix. I'm on my 15th consecutive 100-city tour on the exact day that Monique was asking for a Netflix boycott. Netflix had just cut me a check for $2 million for the special that I got paid $300,000 to do in Jackson. <laughs> Pimp Chronicles has already grossed over $24 million alone as one special because of Atlanta.
3: What are your honest thoughts about
12: Netflix? Well, everybody has to understand that Netflix doesn't have an opinion on stand-up comedy. They base what they pay you by the amount mm. of ticket sales for your last tour. I so like Monique's that. last tour had 316,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's what she got offered. My last tour had 2.4 million tickets. tickets. And so that's what the offer was.
2: Now, uh, let's unpack some of this. We, we live in the information age. There is nothing you can't Google. But a lot of us don't take the time to research. Uh, You know, we hear someone we respect say something in an interview. We read something someone posts on social media. And we run with it as fact. And the fact that Cat Williams said these are facts solidifies it for some people. Uh, The reason I hate situations like this is because when you have the experience that Cat Williams has, you should be using your opportunities and experiences to teach, not lie. Now, let's break down some of these lies, okay? Cat Williams said he has has more film stand-up specials than any comedian breathing are dead. That is a lie. George Carlin has 14 HBO specials. Cat Williams said he has nine specials. George Carlin, 14. We can all do math in here, right? Okay, next. He said he has the top two specials on HBO, Showtime, Comedy Central, and Naughty on Netflix. I don't even know what that means. Okay, all right. But you could Google the top 10 stand-up specials over the last 40 years on HBO Go or HBO Now. Chris Rock has number one with Big Air and Blacker. Number two is Tig Notario, Boyish Girl Interrupted. Number three is Dave Chappelle, Killing Him Softly. Comedy Central has a list of top 100 stand-up comics and Cat not even on the list. I couldn't find the Showtime stand-up special rankings and my people at Showtime haven't hit me back yet. But by now, we should be noticing a pattern here. So it's safe to say that was a lie too. Cat Williams said Pimp Chronicles is gross $24 million. All right? So far, now Pimp Chronicles did great, but where did you get the twenty-four million dollar number from, Cat? We would like to see receipts because if Pimp Chronicles grossed twenty-four million dollars, it would be in the top ten of stand-up comedy concerts ever. But it's not. In fact, if it grossed twenty-four million, it would be number four on that list, over Kevin Hart. What now, which grossed about twenty-three million? Martin Lawrence Run Tell That, which did like nineteen million. Richard Pride here, here and Now, which did sixteen million. All I'm saying is, if Cat Williams really did twenty-four million on Pimp Chronicles, how come nobody has any record of that but Cat? Oh, and Cat did tell the truth when he said Netflix only cares about ticket sales. His business is never personal. I told you all that earlier this year in regards to the Monique situation. But Cat Williams said he sold 2.4 million tickets on his last tour. Do y'all know how much 2.4 million tickets sold is? I'm trying to put this in perspective for you. If Cat Williams sold 2.4 million tickets on his last tour, that's more than Beyonce sold for her formation tour. That's more than Taylor Swift sold for her 1989 world tour. That's more than Madonna sold for her MDMA tour. That's more than the Eagles sold on their Long Road out of Eden tour. That's more than Justin Timberlake sold on his 2020 Experience World tour. That's more than Billy Joel sold on his Billy Joel and Concert tour. And these are artists who are doing this globally around the world in arenas. So tell me how it's possible for Cat Williams to sell 2.4 million tickets domestically in theaters. If Cat sold 2.4 million tickets, he would have made the Forbes list. See, Cat, you sound smart to a dumb person, and there's a lot of people out there who won't take the time to research, and I know you're asking why was Cat lying so much. I'll tell you why, because he knew he was about to start hating on people, so he had to show y'all he out here still winning so it wouldn't look as if he was hating because the truth is it's rare that you will have a hater that's doing better than you. Now let's listen to what Cat Williams had to say about... Kevin Hart. No, let me, let me rephrase. Let's listen to what Cat Williams had to hate on about Kevin Hart, Gerard Carmichael, Little Rel, Hannibal Burris, and Tiffany Haddish. Let's hear it.
12: They're gonna let you do your special, Gerard Carmichael, but nobody's gonna watch it. They're wow. gonna let you be a star, Little Rel, but you're ugly. and and white people don't believe in ugly ugly? stars they think you have to be somebody that women want to sleep with and men want to be but because we black they say oh you don't even deserve that so you get kevin hart Lil rail gerard carmichael all in a row hannibal burris just dudes that no woman would talk to in lennox mall let alone you making a movie stars Let's let's keep going. Rolling the Tiffany. Go. She's been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany had his joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm-hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. Did you think she wrote Girls Trip Goofball? Or do you think that was already a script and they handed it to her? It's up to you, whatever you want to believe. But people so, like
3: real, I'm, and that's why they that like her. Is that what they like?
12: They love oh, real. because everybody's real then. So don't trip.
3: No, no. T- they like Wherever Tiffany you Haddish at, under the sound of my voice, real. do
12: you have a real core worker? <laughs> right. Do you have a ratchet friend? Do you have a sister? <laughs> do you have a cousin? Do you have a nephew? <laughs> do you have a niece? Is they so ghetto? When did that become marketable? Knock it off. They like her because she want to sleep with a
2: wife. Man. No, it's one thing to have an opinion, right? It's another to just hate. Cat had zero opinion on Lil Rel's talent, Gerard's talent, Hannibal's talent, Kev's talent. He was just hating. If you would have said, I don't find any of them funny, I don't know why people like them, I think these individuals are funny or cool, that's an opinion. But what does Rel, Gerard, and Hannibal being ugly got to do with anything? Who cares if pe- girls would walk past them in Lenox Mall? What that got to do with their talent and them being funny? Not to mention... Uh, Tiffany Haddish has a stand-up special called The Hood to Hollywood on Showtime. She's been on tour for a year. She's got another stand-up coming on Netflix next year. Like, what's the point of lying the way Cat Williams is lying? And those white Hollywood executives that like Kevin, Gerard, Rell, Hannibal, and Tiff, uh, that's not the talent's fault the white executives like them. I mean, damn, Cat, they used to like you too. But then you became an uninsurable liability because you couldn't stay out of trouble. Simple as that. You became a liability to Hollywood. Cat Williams... I need you to know that destiny is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. And Cat Williams, you chose drugs over your career. Those are the facts, sir. So, kids, what is the lesson to be learned from all of this? Well, always remember someone who hates you normally hates you for one of three reasons. They either see you as a threat, they hate themselves, or they want to be you. Cat Williams, look in the mirror and ask yourself which one are you? Please give Cat Williams the biggest ER. <coughs> <coughs> All right, it's not rocket
5: science, people. All right, we got more coming up next. We're the Breakfast Club.
2: The Breakfast Club.
5: Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Quentin from California. Quentin, what's up, man? What's your question for Yee, bro? Uh,
0: before I go, uh, first I'd like to let you know, brother, that you know, uh, my God versus... My enemy's uh, gear that you're wearing is solid, bro. Thank
5: you, brother. Love Appreciate it. that. But um, at Body of God, if you want to order something. Go ahead. So my situation, what happened was, uh, you know, I'm
0: actually looking for a wife. And, you know, I was dating this woman for about three and a half, four months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things were going really well. I introduced her to my family. And we had one night where, you know, we both, mm-hmm. we both made the agreement to not, you know, remain after you know, because I don't want no kids, but I don't wear a lock. That's just me. Okay. So, so we, um, you know, we got real close, and you know, she stopped me, and before uh, we, pro- she let allow me to proceed, which I didn't, but she let me know that she was transgender. Okay. My only, my issue was, I'm looking for a wife, you know, and immediately I couldn't I couldn't continue the relationship because. And that know, and, I was and really that insulated.
6: is your choice, and at least she did tell you that before you guys had sex. Because I think that's a difficult thing for a person to say off the bat, just in case things don't work out. You know, maybe they don't want to tell everything about themselves up front. How do you I feel now? That. Do you still feel like you want to be with her? Or he's are he's you calling because he
0: still has feelings. Oh, no, I don't have any feelings, no, because I okay. can't have kids with
6: Okay. God,
0: you know, I mean, to me, you know, and I felt that... Uh, She's a
6: woman, but, uh, okay, I feel you want her to biologically carry a child.
0: It's it's hard to to not make it seem like a um to be offensive, but... but
6: okay, just, so you, you feel like you wish you would've known this because you wouldn't pursue the relationship, but now that you have found out you guys didn't have sex, it didn't get that far, and now she revealed something about herself and you've decided that you can't continue the relationship, so it just didn't work out, just like any relationship wouldn't work out.
0: But I feel like if it, I mean, at least give me the option.
6: But Quentin, and, you want her to tell you like immediately when y'all first went on your first date or yes. when, when she feels like she knows you well enough to share things with you about her past?
0: I feel like the moment the moment we became we weren't sexually intimate but there is some intimacy involved, you know. Okay. Like I'm thirty two years old. I've only introduced two
6: women to my mother. Right. I feel for you, Quentin, listen, I understand like it's a difficult situation and every situation is different for the person. You know, at least she did reveal to you before things went there. Who she was, and you know, you loved this woman, but now you feel like that's not somebody you could be with because of where you see yourself later on in life with marriage and everything and children.
5: But I feel them before we get intimate. Before you kiss me, like let's let's be honest. I, I want to know what's going on in your life. I, I would I would want to know as well.
6: Well, yeah, she did tell them before they had sex.
5: We've had
0: uncountable passionate kisses. I'm mm-hmm. saying, and I, I respected the person. So if they would have come forward while we established that respect, I wouldn't have had these these ill feelings. Can you
6: imagine how difficult that must be for her, though? Also, as far as dating, I'm just you know putting it out there.
0: And and I and I, I, I understand in that sense. However, if we're if we're trying to have a, a a solid, keep it 100 relationship, at the very end, I could have at least had a friend. Right. My mom actually caught on to it. She said it. Some things that didn't add up. She tried to have a heart to heart, woman to woman, mm-hmm. and she said you feel like a woman to her. Okay, and that's just from my mom's perspective. But the mm-hmm. fact that uh, I love women. Matter of fact, you're probably one of the most beautiful, natural-looking women that I've seen.
5: She's taking. Television. She's she's taking. So that's okay. Try that's try to okay. shot someone else. A she has a boyfriend. boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. That's
6: but a um, you. don't let this don't let this make you give up on finding the right person. Cause you know what, relationships don't always work out no matter what the situation is. There's different reasons why. But you just just got to put yourself out there and learn from everything that happens to you.
5: Did she give you oral? Unfortunately,
6: yes. Unfortunately? Why? It wasn't good?
0: I mean, it was... It It was good, man. Well, then it it doesn't sound
6: unfortunate. It was was good.
0: I mean, I was harder than Chinese trig, I tell you that.
6: Okay. Well, there you go. I I don't know. It sounds like you still have some feelings, but... He does. He's in love, but he he doesn't know what to do. Listen, don't worry about what other people think. Just worry about how you feel. Now, I understand feeling like you wish you would have known, so you could have made that decision earlier, but... Love is love. So, what's your but, question for you, bro?
0: Thing is, I'm having issues, you know, with trust just in general. How do I go about not uh, assuming, you know, and having to do like gender tests?
6: Just ask you know, like, ask those questions. You never asked her, right? I mean, she didn't I, lie I mean, to you. You can't ask that question
5: on the, on the first day. How do you ask that question on the first day? You can
6: say I've had ex- right. an experience That's before. Like, I'm trying to, you know, what I'm trying to do. So,
0: I mean. In the in the first in the first ninety days, I asked if she had if she ever had an STD. I mean, I thought that was kind of you know. Cause That's we not the same question, uh, sir.
6: No matter what, right? Relationships are difficult. No matter what, it takes a while for us to find the right one. Sometimes, but when it does happen, it's the best thing in the world. I would tell you, man, you can't just not trust go around not trusting people because of this experience. And to keep it real, she didn't lie to you, and she did come clean to you without you having to ask her to. So you just feel so. deceived. And I get it, but no matter what, in relationships, there's a lot of things people aren't going to tell you from the beginning that you have to find out, as they trust you and you trust them. I'm sure there's things that you held back on telling at first.
0: I mean, it's the vulnerability, the vulnerability piece. I actually shared some things with her that actually I didn't share with any past women. And thats I think that's the part where I felt betrayed, but... I'm moving forward. I'm not sure how to even.
6: And she shares some things with it. you as well. That's what relationships are. Try try Christian Mingle, bro. I
5: appreciate that, brother. All right, man. Good luck, man. <laughs> Envy always And You know up. what, man? He's never home. even been on Christian I'ma Mingle. I'm going to send you a hoodie, man. What, si- what oh, size? That'll be great. What? I ain't going to ask you a size. What, what, Why um, not,
6: Envy? <laughs>
5: What's your size, bro? Pause. Why 3X, are you pausing his size? 3X. All right, man. We're going to get you. 3X. You're, be-
6: You're a big guy.
5: Whoa, we're gonna get you a we're gonna get you a hoodie, bro. Um, I appreciate it. All right. Ask ye. Eight hundred five eight five one oh five one. If you got a question for ye, call her now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Juicy. Juicy. Okay, Juicy. What's your question for ye? So basically,
1: I feel like i understand celebrities feel like you know all their fans are crazy or whatever but i feel like if i go to every show like i'm up there supporting you i'm telling all my homegirls about you i play your music all the time you know anytime you come out i'm there supporting you if i respectfully ask you to come with you know a company to my appointment you know that basically is going to let me know if i got breast cancer or not if i ask you as a fan like hey I have, you know, a lump in my breast, and, you know, I had two appointments, and the results, you know, come out, you know, on the second appointment, and... Wait, I was, now, who are, who are you asking? You're what? asking celebrities? So <laughs> Just random people? Well, I only ask, well, the person I asked, I've met him three times, so he knows, you know, I'm not, like, a crazy fan. Like, I'm a fan who's met him. Oh, you know you're definitely I mean? a crazy not, fan. Like, okay huh? juicy juicy
6: don't all right oh, so i support you as an artist and i asked oh,
1: you to come with me to find out
6: if i got breast cancer or not i'm crazy yes, yes. well juicy celebrity <laughs> okay. or not you've met somebody three times right so, you know and you asked him to I, come with i wouldn't ask somebody girl. i me, I met three times
2: did you ask your mama what about your daddy yeah what about one of your,
6: one of your mom, best friends or something my mom is dead and my dad is he's not here So
1: I'm not sure I have friends and I do have family, but I feel like, you know, you're somebody that, you know, is, able to help me in the sense that I wouldn't be in there crying. I wouldn't die if I found out. You know what I mean? Who is a celebrity? Always, I don't want to say that because I don't want to be like, a, I'm not a crazy person and I don't feel like I'm crazy for asking you to help me. Who is the like,
6: celebrity? Well, so Juicy,
1: so let me, okay, so he blocked you after you asked? Yes. It's not like I was like, you know, crazy or anything and I, I felt like I was, I said I would be grateful to have your support. That's what I said.
2: I think you should tell us who it is so maybe he'll feel guilty and then maybe he'll go with you on your next stop appointment. That is. The person? That's messed up. I
1: can't. I feel like, what if
2: he's... Give us a hint. Was, Give us a is hint. Is he a singer? Yes. Trey songs. Have you had sex with him? <laughs> Why
1: is y'all so right? Is it, right?
2: Trey? Like, is it was, Trey? It's Trey, right? That
1: was so
2: sad. That's... It's, that you know, it, up. it's Trey. I know it was Trey. The reason I know it was Trey is because only Trey's fans would feel like he's close enough with them to ask him to go to a can breast cancer appointment. can you get out of ask you right
1: now? What is this so
2: silly? Like,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. I will just... I'm sorry. Juicy, Juicy, Juicy. Supporting juicy. the whole music world because I feel like if I support you to that level, like I spent a lot of money. I traveled to shows like outside, not because, you know, like I wanted something in return, just because I wanted
6: to support you as a fan. I'm like, you're, juicy. you're great. Juicy, uh, I just, just want to say something here. Number one, I just want to tell you, I am sorry that you're yes. dealing with this, with the lump in your breast and having to go to these appointments and everything. I'm not crazy. I'm not I'm a very good
1: person. Like I'm I do a lot for people. Like I take care of all my
2: siblings. I'm the oldest. My mom passed away. They're not crazy like, more than 7 times in a 5-minute conversation. But, but, you,
6: but, but you Juicy, me let me let me explain something to you, okay? The artist is not asking you personally, "Hey, I need you to come to my show." Hey, I need, you're doing this out of your own free will. And you should never do things to support people expecting them to do something for you in return. You should do it because you want to do it. You're right. You're right. So if you really support a person and you're, you know, a true, true person that feels like connected to somebody, you go to those shows, you spend your money because you want to, because it makes you feel good. And you should not say, well, because I've done this for you, you need to do this for me. I'm not. I'm just saying that I feel like when I did. How how about. You could ask him to just, hey, can you offer me some kind words or let me know that I'm in your thoughts? Things like that. But you can't expect him to leave what he has to do and his responsibilities. He's only met you three times. And I'm sure he does appreciate your support and he loves the fact that you come out and support him. But you should never do anything in life expecting something in return. I never expect anybody to do anything for me. I can ask, and if you say no, I have to respect that.
2: You sound very entitled.
1: You're right and I do respect that. You I ain't even you ain't
2: even offered that man no falacio or nothing first and no, not I I did how you know I, I did I asked him I
1: was, I was like hey I'll take you to dinner you know I what? you know I'll I, I'll take what
2: me. did <laughs> you say I will give you falacio out.
1: Well, I mean, it's
6: Trey songs. He should already know that. Like, it's not... It's true, true. I got a point. Listen, you making a valid point. <laughs> Girl, goodness. this is not... Okay. <laughs> my goodness. Anyway, I, just one, leave him alone. Don't and expect like, anything. Continue to be a fan and a supporter. And just chill. Juicy, you gotta, for things like that, you really have to call on people that are very close to you, not somebody that you've met three times. That you really yeah, don't you know. Can't, you, right? can't, you, can't, you can't. And pursue. my thing, when I saw my grandma, like, she just was like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. So I
1: stopped telling people. You know, I was like, oh, well, I can't tell nobody else. Because she started crying. She's like, oh, you're going to die. Like, so I was like, if I tell anybody else close to me, so like, breast I don't
5: cancer? want to my brother and sister.
6: She, she says she has a lump. That's why Oh, she has... you
5: got breast cancer? Okay. She doesn't know. She got a lump. Yes. You have breast cancer? It's you a lump can... in my breast. She doesn't know what it is. Well, yet. you
6: don't know what it is. But I Girl, say this. You need this. to go to the damn doctor, not Juicy, Trey
1: Songz. go, she was she she was go to the doctor. She I, I made two appointments, and
6: they, that's why I told him. I was like, hey, could you accompany me for the one where she's
2: going to give so me the results? So waiting on Trey to go to the doctor? Girl, yes.
6: just go handle your business and worry about yourself, okay? <laughs>
2: Ashley, if you don't hang up on this dumb-ass girl. Hey, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Juicy, so good luck stupid. to you, man. I, well, we, I would have mercy. We hope that you don't have he, rest. Then. then you be having trying to have patience with these people, and then you talking to them, and as soon as you call her stupid, you the bad guy. That was the dumbest thing I ever heard about. my life. Juicy, if you're listening, hit up Charlamagne
5: and hit up ye and ask them to go with you. You I'm not way.
2: coming with you. Charlamagne <laughs> busy. I got two daughters. I work hard. I got a lot of other things that I gotta deal with. You with your little entitled ass.
5: Charlamagne, right?
6: get out of here, okay?
2: <laughs> That's crazy.
5: All right, we got more coming up next. We're the Breakfast Club.
2: The Breakfast Club.
5: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club as C N E. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Annie from Orlando. Annie, what's hey, up?
2: Hey, I love Orlando. My aunt lives in Orlando. What's your question for C&E? All right. all
7: right. So, I'm calling in because I've been with my boyfriend for 12 years, and we're not married. I'm really frustrated. I, I'm a professional. I'm a go-getter. I'm beautiful. And I just don't understand why I can't get him to seriously think about and consider marriage as soon
2: as possible. Let me let me let me handle this. Do you one. have kids? Hold on. Do you have kids? That's got that real question? <laughs> yeah, let me handle this one. Okay. <laughs> Any
5: kids, mommy got kids? I have children, he does
2: not. All right, let okay. me handle this one. Uh, I, I've been with my wife. <laughs> I was with my wife since nineteen ninety eight. Mm. Uh, I proposed to her in two thousand and thirteen. So you do the math from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and three. All right, so yeah. you know it just takes us a little bit of time. Plus, you already got two kids, so you know what I'm saying. He may not want to take on all that baggage. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but <laughs> but y'all been together 12 years, so I'm clear, I'm sure he loves those kids like they're his own. So just Absolutely. give just, just give him some time, boo. Do you, and do he, you live with him?
5: We live together. Yes. Y'all live together. Really? Has he been saving? Maybe he's saving for the perfect ring and the, po- and the perfect wedding. Is that possible? Listen,
7: listen. at this point, I don't even care about any of that. I really don't. Like, You want to get, like get married.
5: You want to get married.
7: I do. I do. Settling. I do. Settling. I that jello
5: starting to settle. Don't stop it. Did that y- jello's starting to settle. Did y'all have the conversation yet?
7: <laughs> We've been having the conversation for a long time. And for me, I just want to make sure that he is... A- solid you know i uh, want to make sure he's sure i don't want to play any games um
2: like, oh y'all been together 12 years if he's not gonna marry you by now if he don't know by now you ain't the one Stop listen it. how old are the kids <laughs> my oldest
7: is 16
2: have the 16 year old no who's the youngest what's the youngest one the
7: youngest
2: one is 12 Oh boy. have the youngest one say when you gonna marry my mama <laughs> straight oh my like goodness. that i'm telling uh, you oh tell her goodness. today See, to walk up on daddy and say, When you gonna marry uh, my see, mama? When see, you gonna make an honest see. woman out of my oh, mama? It, Have her stand like Cardi B is in that picture and put her hand on her hip see. and say, My mama said you ain't gonna make an honest woman out of her. All right. Okay. No, I was-
7: but you know what? For real though, for real, I'm yes. at the point where I feel like it's either now or never. I feel like I'm at the point where I want to
2: move on. Like, oh, I want How old are you? No, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Let's move on from this phone call. I already oh, told you what you, to mom. do. All right. I Have see a good I was gonna say you just hold the box
5: from, hold the box from for a little bit. Don't let him get none of that box until he, still, still he starts thinking right.
7: All right. Thanks Ethan.
5: Like. E, oh, sorry.
10: Hello, who's this?
5: Hey, it's Jasmine. Hey Jasmine, as C and E this morning. Good morning, hey. Jasmine.
10: Um, I was asking because I'm um I've been single for two years and I'm just getting back in the dating scene and I've been kinda uncomfortable with dating now because I don't really know how anymore so I want to know like what should I do like
2: what do you mean you don't know how to date all you gotta do is show up boo
10: <laughs> it's not that easy because I be it's like little things that turns me off about a guy like what like um I don't know it'll be something that he says or does or it's just I don't know it'll be something petty but I think to get past those things and I was wondering
2: have you been having sex over the past couple of years
10: yeah
2: okay, okay, okay. Then. so if you can have sex you can date <laughs> How, how you been letting these guys get the box? You just been giving it to them? They yeah. ain't no, calling no. you? No, no, we
10: been going on dates, but I'm just saying that sorry, They want to move to the next level, but I'm not, really, like, ready. Like, how do I? How old are you? I'm 27.
5: Oh, 27. Okay, so you just playing the field. You just having a little fun right now. Yeah, got, pretty much.
2: You got three more years to be a hoe, so, you know, call us <laughs> back in three years. No, I'm serious. You got oh, three more God. years. You got three more years to go through your whole phase. After 30, you kind of can't hold like you want to. Okay. So,
10: should I just wait on making them, you know, want to go to the next level, or should I just listen, do me? Man,
2: just listen. enjoy yourself. Absolutely. And if so all else fails. Me. If all else fails, just remember Laura Bancroft.
5: Oh, stop it. Enjoy yourself, <laughs> but I'm sure if that special, somebody comes, you'll feel what? it. Exactly. You know what that feels like.
10: <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Good luck. All right. Thank you.
5: You're welcome, Mama. Tasha, good morning.
10: Good morning.
5: It's Ask C and E, Mama.
10: Yes, I was asking and wondering
1: about premarital sex. How do you guys feel about not? getting that
5: before marriage. Um, oh, I mean, I had sex <laughs> with my wife before we got married and I'm Charlemagne definitely had sex with his wife. Um, I, I think you need to test it out. I mean, I think you need to make sure that, you know, that you guys are compatibly sexually because you might get into a situation where you hate it. You know, he might not know where he's putting his penis. He might put it in your and you just don't like it.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Pre- premarital sex is something that the white man created to make the <laughs> divorce rates in black communities go up because we end up marrying people who box was trash and we didn't realize it was trash. And you marry a man whose penis was trash, and you didn't know it was trash because you was waiting. And now you married, and you got this whole big commitment. So now you got to divorce him because the sex trash. You know what I mean? I
10: hear you. I hear yeah,
2: man. Yeah, man. So have a blessed day and good luck.
10: Thank
5: you. Hope we you answered your question. Hello, who's this?
7: Patrice
5: Jackson. Hey, Patrice, what you calling for, Mama? I just
7: calling to wish my husband John
1: Jackson a happy 10th year anniversary.
5: John Jackson, that's fabulous.
7: John Jackson <laughs> from Port Springs, Florida.
5: Oh, oh, oh. So, what y'all doing? 10
7: years of marriage.
5: What are y'all doing tonight? Oh, man. Laura Bencroft.
7: Well, I'm not going to work. So, I work um 12 hour shift today. So, we will have to do something this weekend. Where
5: does he work at?
7: He works at Public Distribution Center.
5: You should, take, and- you should take a long lunch break. You should drive over to the public distribution center, take him in the bathroom, and give him a, a fellatio of no kind, and then oh, pat him on God. his ass and a go fel- back to work. A, f- a fellatio this is why of no like kind?
7: He's so religious to your radio station. I know he's cracking up now. And what he's going to, when I get home, what's up to him? Because I know he's listening. He's going to say, You need to do what Charlemagne and DJ Envy said do.
5: You should do <laughs> it. It's your anniversary. Surprise him. Pop up at his job push him in the bathroom, give him some great fellatio, smack him on his ass and say have a great day. Let me give
2: you one more tip. I'll take note. Let me give you one more tip. When he b****s <laughs> off in that bathroom, I want you to look him dead in his eyes and say, Laura Bancroft. Oh.
5: Goodbye. Thank Have you, Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Slander the Breakfast Club, all right? This is where we open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051, and let you slander us. Slander me, slander Yee, slander Charlemagne. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Mm-hmm. This is Ace. Ace, who you want to slander, bro? Uh, I'm going
4: to slander Angela Yee
5: and her hate toward Phil Cosby. What? Okay. All
6: right. Well,
4: well this, this is my deal. I, I do think Angela E got a little hate toward Bill Cosby because she won't raise my black daddy and she don't understand the struggles that black men go through. Some of that hate is I miss having that. <laughs> what? Oh, this, what are you talking about? This is about? so
2: ridiculous that <laughs> it's goes, amazing. It Go ahead, continue. She, she, goes,
4: she goes she goes hard against the, the, the black man because she she don't have a grounded relationship with what? <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> find that first Asian man, she find that first Asian man who give her a little love, she gonna get married. And I want to be more Asian-land.
6: I just support women who have been assaulted. That's all.
2: Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. You could have kept Bill Cosby it. out of this I and had a better point. point if, kept, if you hadn't said yeah. Bill Cosby, Goodbye,
5: well, man. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, that just so crazy. You just <laughs> kept
2: Bill Cosby out of you. Okay? Yeah.
5: Hello. Who's this? Ruby. Ruby. Who you want to slander this morning? Um,
7: I kind of want to slander Charlemagne, but then again, I want to kind of um. <laughs>
2: at him. I'm, right, I'm right here, boo. You what you, hook, you need? You you is it, is what is you need? You, you can do both, I can't boo. I
7: want to to him because he thinks he know everything. Like, give people a chance to talk when you think, when you know that you're right, just be right. It's kind of like, uh, knowing you right
5: and don't say
2: nothing. But on the other flip side, you sexy in hell. Hey. Like, oh hey. No, Two things can be true. Two no, things can be true. Nope, nope.
12: It's
6: only hey. slander, It's only
2: slander, mama. Hey. Hey. What you like about me, though? <laughs>
6: hey. Oh, Sound sad. like she wants you to be her oh, girlfriend, yeah. too. <laughs> hey.
2: hey. Goodbye. Good <laughs> don't be hanging up on people when they telling me I'm sexy for real. Hello. Okay, for real. Ruben. Yo. Who you want to slander, bro? Uh, your bald head behind.
6: Damn. Which one? I'm which,
2: the one. Which, uh, who which, which
5: talking, would? Charlemagne or Envy, sir? which, which one?
2: Charlemagne it's not, not me. Envy. Oh, okay. How are
8: you, sir? Good morning. Yeah, what's going on? I'm talking about, I'm, you know, I was slandering your punk behind because um, you talking about my daughter's a thot when you did that A Boogie uh, interview when nobody really knew the whole story and he already knew what it was, but you what, sat there and asked that what man what A Boogie interview? Thot. Yeah, when he first started. I when
2: have
5: not
8: First had him up on the Breakfast Club.
6: Who's your
5: daughter? I only had A Boogie once, I think. But what what, what did he say about what do you, what what he allegedly say about your daughter? He he called my daughter a thot.
6: Who is your daughter? I don't know
5: your daughter, sir.
8: His ex girl, the one that he, he made his first album over that you asked him about.
2: Oh. Did your did his music uh portray her as a thought? No, it's your question that
8: you portrayed her as
2: a f-ing thought. Excuse my language. I'm so sorry. What, what, what was the exact question, sir?
8: You asked him what was she, a thought or anything, and both of y'all just laughed about the situation, like my daughter's some type of thought out there and she's not.
2: Well now, that's that that's why well, 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 well that's why you well that's why you asked the question. The question is, was she a thought or somebody that you actually liked?
8: Uh, actually, the boy is still in love with her and the boy is still hitting oh her up gosh. But you shouldn't be talking about nobody's daughter when they do, do A lot of daughters out here got fathers
2: Sir, I don't know what to tell you uh, I asked the question now, I
8: know you don't, but don't worry about it, you be good
2: You want to fight?
5: <laughs> no comment
2: Okay, okay. alright
5: He did say <laughs> like, something that was true what? Every daughter has a father out there Yeah, but if I'm true. asking that a question
2: true. If I say to A Boogie, was that somebody you loved or was she a thought to you? All right, let's go to one more do you now. don't know how to answer that question? I don't even um, remember the question. Me neither.
6: I <laughs> so don't you know what you said. <laughs> I,
2: I'm pretty sure that's what the question was, though. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? Specter, who you want to slander, man?
9: Yo, you, MV. That's who I sure want to slander, man. You my man, 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? I remember you back in the day when you was on your star DJ, man. But damn, my dude, DJ B. I'm tired of hearing the same music all the damn time, man. You got Swiss <laughs> & out here with a new record that's Fire,
4: and I ain't hear nobody playing it.
2: What record you want to hear? Let's
7: I wanna that
8: that Smith and Wesson let it go. Let's go, man. Let's Smith and Wesson? On, yes. Salute to Smith
2: and Wesson, man. Boot camp click. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're gonna do it for all the guys okay, that wear man. denim jeans shorts with Timberlands <laughs> in the summer here in New York. You feel you me? Know. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yo. The <laughs> ones that still walk around with the razor blades know. under their tongue. Oh my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my Come on, man. All right. Come on,
9: B. Yo, I, S- I got T-J. you. B. That's what I need, son.
2: Yo, uh, we, right. uh, we got you. Got we got you. you, son. Don't even worry Goodness about it. You gracious. know what I'm saying? I call my brother's son because he shine like one.
5: What? All right. Stand <laughs> to the Breakfast Club. 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Hi, <laughs> is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne,
2: the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Charlamagne, leave us on a positive note. Listen, man, the positive note of the day is simply this. The secret of being happy is accepting where you are in life and making the most out of every day. Breakfast club, bitches. You all finished or you all done?